0: Hello there, Dan from The Sweet Work here. We wanted to take this moment to talk to you ahead of this scheduled episode. Today's episode will be discussing some difficult topics, such as discussions on sexual assault, sex offenses, and abuse in the workplace. If you are affected by these, or these are triggers for you, we now advise that you stop listening, as while we appreciate every listen, we also care about our fans and listeners being safe and looking after themselves. If you have been affected by these topics, we do advise you to speak out if you feel able to or use appropriate channels for your region, such as hotlines, charities or government and health services. We implore all our listeners to stand up for victims and allow them time and space to speak, as without speaking out, these acts can never be resolved. Allowing others to speak out and changing our our positions is one small step into tackling this issue. The attitude is always that it can happen and never that it will not.
1: It is time to tune up the band and get ready for another Sweet Chin Wag podcast. I am Sam alongside Dan, Riordan and Melee Hellbot as we continue. Well, actually, no, we take a bit of a stopgap actually on uh, this week's journey through the wacky world of professional wrestling because it's taken a rather dark and quite serious turn and a rather seismic turn. This is something we have not done in the 172 episodes previous where we've. Uh, where we've stopped the scheduled episode for this week and we're actually going to dedicate it to a whole bunch of different news topics that have happened this week because with everything i don't know if you guys would agree with me i don't think i could have like a jolly good time what with everything that's come out
2: yeah i it was Mm. when we were discussing what we wanted to do it became very, very, very quickly apparent that we couldn't just, it, for lack of a better term, we couldn't just kind of like slide right through it and then just get on with our regular scheduled episode. It was just too serious. And yeah. I think it would have been doing a disservice to us, to uh, to the people who listen, and to, to the general ethos of our show to just kind of put it in the little news segment that we do and then just move on yeah mm-hmm.
1: and apologies as well to everybody that was looking forward to the episode on toriano uh myself and colette we are going to be rescheduling that for an episode hopefully down the line soon enough so the episode will come yeah. eventually but uh she's very understanding of, of everything as well was very happy for for this to happen uh, as well
2: um, yeah, I, yeah. I'm like, for our listeners, I'm so sorry we have to do this. Yeah, this is not what this is like. Mm. I can't emphasize enough how little any of us wanted to do this.
0: Like, we, I, I think we'll all be there to acknowledge that we don't. I mean, obviously, we don't want to do this, but also, like, you know, it, it, it hurts us that we have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean look
1: this is the the to how much this is this is this has really affected us i mean even melee is very kind of lower energy than he usually is
3: yeah, yeah it's it's hard like i'm not trying to like invoke his name but with what we're going to talk about this is probably like one of the one of the darkest like moments in in probably Russian history since like the Benoit tragedy. Yeah. Like that, think, that's how yeah. it feels for me.
1: I think you, you have there is credence to that. I think I think
0: the thing the thing is is that this is a thing which is so seismic in proportion. Like this this is this is very much like something which almost kind of shakes the foundation of the industry. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: You know, especially talking about someone as high profile, as involved, and as powerful as um, Fitz McMahon is. Exactly. You know, there, there, there's there's really not a whole lot to say. Because especially as, you know, this has put so much onto the Rumble coming up. Yeah. Um, this has put so much onto, you know, WWE and the, the, the TKO merger as a concept yeah um mm-hmm. into been called into question um and you know it's had really far reaching effects kind of just up front i mean you know, we 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 joke and we talk about um wrestling media but like <laughs> this has been like a genuinely massive thing for people to open up genuine well meaning discourse about it
1: exactly exactly mm-hmm. so to everyone who is listening uh how, how this episode is going to go we are just going to do a whole segment is going to be dedicated to this week's goings on in the news and then just as a bit of an upper uh we are going to just be recommending a whole bunch of stuff um yeah. just because i think we need that upper <laughs> yeah, <this laughs> I absolutely, right absolutely. but uh, before yeah, we get on to all of this um As I always say with each week, we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms.
2: Yep. And we at the Sweet Chinwad Podcast are always pending other platforms (laughs) and always will be. Mm -hmm.
1: Right. No dilly-dallying about it. Let's get straight on uh, with with this week's wrestling news. Um, Yeah. Let's start with the... Uh, we're going to go in chronological order of what's been happening this week. So first off, um, as of 2025, Monday Night Raw is now going to be broadcast on Netflix. Yes. In quite a mm-hmm. huge seismic change to the uh, to the structure of uh, professional wrestling uh, programming. Um, this now means that uh, with all of the deals they have, wwe have a sizable market now with mostly every media platform they've got shows on television they've got shows on youtube and now they have shows on streaming platforms now with netflix they now have every slice of the pie as it seems
2: yeah and the the, the one bit of that story that really got me was uh, apparently, from what I hear, the the WWE network will be shutting down. Yes. It will be. So if memory serves me correct,
1: Netflix is... uh, This part of this deal is to have it uh, US, uh, Europe, UK, and Latin America, if memory serves me correct.
0: Yes, where classic WWE programming will be going over to Netflix.
1: Which makes me wonder, is ECW even going over to Netflix? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, that's, (laughs) that's... that's the kind of thing I'm talking about.
2: Like, I, I, I won't lie. the The idea of, 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 like, we're we're starting off with like a with a lighter bit of news. Yeah. But that news still fills me with dread. It like, really does. Oh, yeah. I won't. I won't, in, I won't even front.
0: In 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 terms of stuff like when we talk about like the, the point of like media conglomeration that we're getting to, it's like mortifying. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm like when you're there saying oh will-, will ECW even be going over and i'm there like how how will i how will i be able to watch like <laughs> prime i'm i'm not going to be able to watch I'm i going to be able to watch mike orson versus masato tanaka on netflix like
1: is it going to be a thing again where it's now it's so locked into the WWE library vault that you will bet we'll get we'll get a snippet of world class championship wrestling here and we'll get a Nitro match here again. Because it was hard. It was tough. Unless you had the, uh, the DVDs that they would bring out. Like the Rise and Fall of ECW. It was very hard to come by. Unless you were in the tape trading scene. Like I was. And thank goodness for Etsy. Because there are still some heroes that are selling compilations of ECW shows. That even the network don't have. on aren't there. Um, it's hard to come by it unless you're a tape trader still.
2: Yeah, I, my, the first things that came to mind is, okay, so, like, Netflix notoriously only has movies and shows from a certain, it's like, a huge amount is from, like, the 2000s to to the you know to 2020s and it just gets smaller and smaller there once you get to the 80s there's barely anything so my question is how much of the library is going to be there if it's all of it how much of that library is just going are we going to be seeing the last chance to see at
0: yeah because like it's like it's like when they were saying about porting everything over to peacock hmm and, like, it was taking them a long time to get a lot of the stuff over.
2: Like, what does this mean for um, for WWE Network subscribers? Does that mean that we are just straight up not going to be able to watch, like, WrestleMania? Is it going to be live? I very much doubt it. I have never heard of that Netflix has any kind of... Um
0: live programming yeah,
2: yeah apparatus to do a, like a live screening of that there are so many questions and i'm and from everything i've seen in the last god two years i am not going to like any of the answers
0: mm. well the, 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 again the problem i have with because oh, this is a thing that was raised as well netflix is operating at a loss currently
2: yeah that's also true
0: yeah. So, are they are they banking that they can make that much out of a TV deal with Monday Night Raw?
1: Apparently, it's a five billion dollar deal out of them. So, I don't know where the hell that money is going to. Yeah,
0: but currently they're at like they're at like a five billion deficit. Yeah, that's it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of surprised that that deal actually happened.
1: See, if it was like... going to be a streaming service, I would have thought that at the very least it would have gone to. I would have said it probably would have the best bet would have been Prime because they at least they have the live broadcast infrastructure. Yeah,
2: yeah, that would, uh, I would I'd hate it, but it would make more sense. I mean, they've got the Premier League and they've made. I mean, gangbusters I, guess, I, guess, from the I guess Premier League.
0: I guess this. I guess the sense is probably that. Uh, I'm I'm assuming this based on certain things. Blix are so probably a more pliable offer. Compared mm. to, I, I get the feeling that like Amazon Prime, as a service, is very rigid. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: they I, are very particular. Now, this another question. I understand on. that
1: another question that arises for me is now the tiered. There's, there's the tiered subscriptions that Netflix are trying to now roll out. Implement, implement mm. which now means if this is going to be a case, uh, what's going to be? What's going to be how is it going to be structured now that you're going to have certain audiences watching
0: ads and certain audiences not having ads?
1: Well, uh, as,
0: as, as I understand it, though, not say that Monday, um, when shows on Monday Night Raw will always be ad-free from what i
1: yeah it's 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 a weird one though they got how here's the thing is it going to be three hours now is it going to be two hours is it going to be four? according to nick khan he said well we could make this an eight
0: hour show and still get a whole bunch well, of money out of it." well my oh. my thought my thought is that technically now they're not beholding cable time restrictions mm. it could that be as true. long as they want it to be
2: that's very mm-hmm. true
0: obviously uploading uploading a four hour show every week would be ridiculous.
1: That's a good way to kill your creative team, isn't it?
0: <laughs> but, like, you know, it's... It, it. put. I feel like it puts them in a certain kind of place to try and figure out how to structure it without the traditional cable TV structurings
1: yeah you wonder if the writing team's mm-hmm. even going to be able to transition over next year well to that
2: god no that's actually something like you mentioning that the, the the tiered system sam actually did bring up something is this something that like you're going to have to pay extra for this is yeah, yeah this I, is a question I, I'd, I'd are imagine. they going to i yeah. i'd imagine I'd imagine so, right?
1: Are they going se- so, yeah. right? to separate WWE away from Netflix so it's its own category or sub, like, sub part of Netflix where you have to yeah. pay extra? Is there going to be, like, a sports package, basically, now mm-hmm. with Netflix? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, you'd think so, right? Because, like, not being funny, but the audience for, like, Netflix and WWE in a general, like the, like, the people I know who have no interest in wrestling whatsoever they're not going to want to pay like are they going to have to pay extra for for wwe they don't want they want then they're not going to want to do that exactly. like i imagine it would be something like that does that mean like there are a billion questions like really is just a very it's a very seismic deal and one that has unlike like what is going on behind the scenes here
1: what i will say is that um Well, I hope this benefits the wrestlers because they're the ones that are going to be putting on the shows all the time. I mean, if anything, if anything was about the network that that came by is that everyone took a severe decrease in their pay because they no longer were getting pay-per-view payouts when everything went to the network. So what is this going to be for talent? What's going to happen to them? Are they going to get a severe pay cut for moving over to Netflix now with, with with sorry with Raw moving over to Netflix this is this and there's another thing. Now they're not beholden to being on Monday. So when is RAW gonna be on Netflix?
2: That's, yeah, that's Every a point. Day. <laughs> yeah. Well that's a point actually that I, I can't believe I've I haven't thought about until now. Is this just strictly is it just strictly Monday Night Raw?
0: It is strictly Raw. Um I believe SmackDown will still be on Fox.
2: Yeah. So they basically for for our UK audiences, they'll get this. Have they turned Monday night raw into essentially BBC free?
1: You, kind of. Literally.
0: Literally, they have turned RAW into BBC free.
2: Um, <clears> which throat> is throat> uh which is a choice.
0: Um I'm just looking at um this is a Financial Times report on the deal. Um supposedly this deal is part of Netflix's move into the live event streaming market. Interesting. Um, f- yeah, their plan is just uh, for 2025 to start expanding into bro- into the broadcast of live um, sporting events. Nice. Um, and they've also asked about whether... Um, pay-per-views would be included in standard subscription costs, but they have not yet commented on that. So basically,
1: WWE is the litmus test. Pretty much. Mm
0: -hmm. Which is a very bold statement. A $5 billion litmus test.
1: (laughs) Well, look, maybe if they get the XFL... Actually, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: You know what? It would not surprise me if they got the XFL. Well, well, no, but you say that, and it actually makes a lot of sense, though, because then that could be their first... Foray into just traditional sports marketing, and then the XFL or one of the UFL would become Netflix's sport deal. Yeah. And don't forget, like, the UFL now actually properly has The Rock behind it. Speaking and he's now part of DKO. Speaking of The Rock,
1: shall we go on to the next thing? The Very Rock. Well. <laughs> the same fucking day as that announcement. The New York Stock Exchange sees TKO Group Holdings announce that Dwayne Johnson is now part of the board of directors. Dwayne gets a sweet rollout of the deal, plus he now has four intellectual rights to the Rock name.
2: Jesus.
0: Which, by the way, is Wild.
2: That's such a wild, wild idea.
1: So Triple H spent decades trying to get to the highest, highest room in the office, only to be usurped by Dwayne
0: once again. (laughs) Do you do you you reckon he legally changes his name to The Rock? Yes. (laughs) Like what? Like what? What?
1: Like Warrior did.
2: Yes. Yes. (laughs) I mean, at this point, I don't think he needs to. He has it. That's that's his. I think really legally he
1: should change his name to Dick the Cock Johnson, but that's just me. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> mm,
2: well. <laughs> but I wow. He he Dwayne Johnson is living the absolute like the saying living the dream doesn't quite cut it. Mm. Every every single toy, every DVD, every game. every single every video game every bit of residuals is going into his coffers like holy shit yeah
1: you he 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 won, he won the he won the video game of america basically <laughs> on the hardest difficulty oh yeah 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 like straight up there you go this is going to say and all the, and this coming from a, this coming from a an african-american samoan man as well winning the video game of america is that's no that's no easy feat for someone that's a wrestler
0: yeah what well, i it is like he has like subsumed the, like literally, subsumed the wrestling industry.
1: Now, the question I have for you is uh, 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 for you guys: Is this? Do you think this is a public relations move, or do you feel that Dwayne's going to have a, like quite an impact in the on the board of directors? No,
0: I think he will. I think he will have a board of directors impact, if not purely I... for the, if mm-hmm. not purely for the links that he creates.
2: I'm honestly, I'm honestly unsure. I think if he's going to be making an impact. I would say that my impact would be if if I were a betting boy is that maybe we might see more wrestlers making the jump to Hollywood because that link is now like
3: hot like fully in there yeah mm-hmm.
1: what do you think Melis is there what do you think
3: I think this is more uh, of a stunt because well given what we're going to talk about they're going to need a new figurehead for WWE and for them, what's better than The Rock?
1: Because mm.
3: mm-hmm.
1: then there, there is part of it, to that. obviously.
0: Obviously, I look at it, and obviously, there's the whole Rock Nick Khan thing.
2: Yeah,
1: but uh, uh, did mm-hmm. you know that Ari Emanuel was once his agent? That was news to me.
2: I didn't Ooh. know that.
0: Yeah, but um, I think the thing about this that, like when I, when you when you look at it, yeah, it's absolutely PR stuff in there because The Rock's a huge name, yes. right? Mm-hmm. He's done pretty much everything can at this point. Um, He is still technically one of the uh, one of the few actors that can sell a film by being in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's like pretty much like maybe like one of two right now.
2: I think it's I think it's I think it's legitimately him and Margot Robbie
0: at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um. So there's everything with that. There's obviously the part of obviously. Technically, they aren't yet, but I imagine UFL will probably become part of this wider TKO network. I can imagine so. So wherever UFC and WWE go, UFL will follow. Do because you think with Dwayne... He is, he is determined to make UFL succeed.
1: Do you think with this, with Dwayne now being part of TKO, that that rumoured buyout of the PGA Tour might actually have have some legs now? <laughs>
2: Oh, well, I, didn't, I didn't hear about
1: it,
0: this. It, it, it depends, though, because, again, currently the entire thing is that golf is being bought out by the Saudi Public Investment Fund, but then they got backlash for it, so then they stopped trying to buy golf. Yes.
1: Yeah, and so, yeah, that was TKO, the rumoured thing, Reardon, was that uh, after that TKO, we're going to swoop in and buy the PGA Tour.
2: That is... That is something, uh, isn't it? <laughs> that, is, that is something...
0: To be fair, the only move that they could make that would actually be beneficial for people is if they tried to buy Major League Baseball. Ooh. Because I'm just saying this. Any person that's interested in... I have a very passing interest in baseball. But even I know from my friends over in the US that trying to watch baseball is, like, impossible.
2: That's (laughs) really quite... I didn't even consider that. I just assumed that that would just be on Fox forever because it's, you know,
0: it's oh well, no, because they they have they have they have stuff. They have stuff like the regional blackouts. Yeah. Right. And like different teams are with different services and some have their own service, but then you can't watch home games because then it's a regional blackout.
2: That's wow, that...
0: and stuff like that. So that could oh, be a potential right. expansion for them. Um, one thing's Whether for or s- not they have the money to do that is a different thing entirely. One thing's for
1: certain, though, with this whole thing <laughs> Cody's never finishing the story, isn't he? <laughs> oh, that <laughs> story is
2: done.
0: <laughs> if He's, there's one he, thing we can chuckle was... about, <laughs> Look, Cody's I'll finishing think... the story in the same way that I'm 6'5. <laughs> no, listen, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Have a good day.
2: Listen, listen, I, I disagree with you, Sam. I think Cody will finish the story exactly when J.R.R. Martin gets the winds of winter out.
1: <laughs> what in twenty fifty five?
2: Wow, that's very optimistic of you, Sam. Yeah, but I like that. <laughs>
1: I'm remaining optimistic. It's probably twenty seventy one, if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> oh man well we we let's be honest we kind of uh, as as a skeptic of all this sort of thing when it happened i was kind of expecting that to be a case like oh cody needs to finish the story we're going to get make elongate it Way johnson yep. is now part of the board of directors Yep, he's never
0: finishing that
2: story <laughs> no
0: oh i suddenly get- so, so just 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 reading just reading this is from um this from the observer um, why are, you, why are you laughing at the Observer? I haven't mean, started I'll, I'll, saying the I'll story. Get, like,
1: imagine Dave Meltzer saying uh, yeah, Cody's never finishing
0: the fucking story. <laughs>
3: Observe this. Um,
0: <laughs> Dude! So, basically he's talking about The Rock's role as a member of the board of directors. Um, Is he laying the smackdown on the board of directors <laughs> if they cross him? Well, so see- mm. seemingly um the, the the way it would work is that he's part of the the team that will oversee what like Nick Khan and uh Triple H slash Paul will be doing. Mm. And so mm. he would have input to product and stuff like that, but not directly do them. So he's kind of that that higher level ob- observation role. Interesting. In 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 kind of theoretical sense, you could argue that The Rock is part of the group. There's meant to be the check and balance.
2: <laughs> that is. What a thing! The
0: rock <laughs> bottom, the people's elbow, the checks and balances. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: like. I mean, the, the 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 quote is the WWE hiring and firing would be Nick Khan, and the talent would be Paul Levesque. Dwayne would be part of the crew that oversees them. Hmm. As for other type, as as far as other types of directions and stuff, he would have input, but he would not be directly on the firing and hiring. So he's not the person that does it, but he's the person that oversees the people that do it.
1: Interesting.
2: Interesting. That's hmm. That's very.
1: We'll see how that turns out.
2: That, <laughs> I that could go so many ways. It could that count. could it
1: really good. Really like Jesus. So yeah, like... all of those things happen, and uh... I guess the thing that we we need to properly talk about the elephant in the room. Um, Vince McMahon, he uh, the full court filing. Uh, was released, and um, it's one of the most disgusting things I think I've ever read.
0: Yes. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, You know, in a a world where the stories of of horrific like... In in a post Weinstein world, you really do think that you've heard it all. mm. Mm. And then... Mm. This comes out and it literally kind of like shakes you to your core. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, well, for those, I guess, listening that aren't uninitiated or that aren't initiated, though I doubt that there are very few far in between that are like that because, God's sake, this is on BBC News front page for crying out loud. Um, this is a sexual, uh, abuse. Um course, uh, court case involving Vince McMahon, but not just Vince, but John Laurinaitis uh a few others under Vince's umbrella. Uh if memory serves me the correct, the, the claimant is is actually assuming WWE as a whole, as well as Vince and John Laurinaitis
0: Uh yeah, so to to kind of do that um introductory part. Uh the plaintiff in this case is um, taking charges against Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, WWE as a whole, and then they identify, I believe it is four, so four corporate officers for are, WWE who were party to the events happening, but are unnamed if memory serves me correct. But are, but are currently unnamed plus <laughs> a WWE superstar who is as yet currently unnamed but party to events that happened.
1: Uh now it doesn't take two and two to know that this this WWE champion was also known as a former UFC heavyweight
0: champion and as I said uh, yes they two... do specify that in the listing as well.
1: It doesn't take two and two to know who exactly that is. Uh especially when you know of their behavior around that time of the year where they left because Vince <clears> left <throat> and their anger towards everything makes you go oh that makes a lot of sense now, doesn't
0: it? Well, mm-hmm. if I, uh, I, I need to find the. Uh, as you do that, Dan, the the specific wording I can't. I need to find the specific wording, but it does specify a a WWE superstar and former UFC heavyweight champion who was. In a contract negotiation, sometime around
1: 2022. Yes, and Vince was using the woman, the victim in question, as a bargaining chip for Brock Lesnar, which is fucking disgusting. Um, to those who again don't know, the the claims are uh, or the the charges are, um, sexual assault, sexual harassment, and sex trafficking.
0: <clears throat> yeah yeah <laughs> so they bring oh, uh they they bring they bring no. a color, they bring a section of um <clears throat> uh counts uh the first one being um the void avoiding of the NDA that was signed uh-huh. um as well as kind of basically multiple reasons for why that could be the case I'll go into those later um a violation of the TVPA. um, In the US, that's the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, which is again, the allegations of trafficking. Mm. Um, This uh, participating in venture in violation of, so using the act of trafficking for business. Mm -hmm. Uh, Negligence, Civil Battery, um, both in two counts, one against uh, Vince McMahon and one against John Laurinaitis and WWE mm. Um and neglig- Negligent Infliction of Emotional Distress. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't know about you,
1: fellas. Uh, I, I I could only get to it, but I think I got about 50 pages of the 67-page document before stopping. I thought I, I it, it was it was it was hard to bloody read. I,
2: I won't it lie was to incredibly hard. I, Yeah. I didn't I won't lie to you, I did not read the documents. I only I only read um the actual news reports and even that was enough for me to just want to curl up into a ball.
0: Yeah. I I in the knowledge that we were going to be doing this, I did read the entire sixty seven page document mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh and let's just say it was not an easy read yeah
1: yeah and i don't yeah. i don't expect anyone to be uh, as with some of the stuff that's mentioned uh the the, the text messages that are seen um mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me that a lot of people are finding it hard to get through it all because it's 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 horrid it's it's genuinely some of the things that i mentioned some of the encounters that are that are that are described are, are horrific uh if indeed of course i'm going to there, there are going to be people that that, that 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 will listen to this and you know try to come to, to the defense you know, and innocent pro- until proven guilty so if true if they are true are fucking disgusting um uh, but to that i simply uh will we'll say to a lot of people that say that the text messages are clearly they don't that they are fabricated and don't exist because there's no one that puts someone's name into their contacts by their first name to which i say there are a lot of people that do that there are a lot of people that do that especially if they want to keep someone under very kind of keep someone well with an air of anonymity on their contact people do do that people and by the way uh, it wouldn't surprise me if a near eighty-year-old man spoke in text talk because old people are fucking weird with when they come to texting.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they very much are. The thing, were...
0: the thing I have with that is I'm always just like, why why would that be your focus rather yeah. than reading through it and paying yeah. attention to what happened and all that? Why why do you jump to all the the way they're texting? Right, we're dealing with people that we don't know. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with something that's serious, and there's a lot more serious than just the way that they're they're right. writing. Whether
2: they whether and, they text and, weird, like
0: And and like I've said, right, obviously this is you know, obviously coming from the plaintiff's side and the plaintiff's legal team. Obviously this is this is not a fully round picture.
5: Mm-hmm. But
0: mm-hmm. equally we need to be looking at this and taking this seriously, because not taking this seriously is the exact kind of culture which allows these things to take place and not get resolved. And it's again, like like we said, it's almost like people didn't learn from like Weinstein. It, it, no, that that that's it. That 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 is it. Um, you know, we're talking about a person who's in a position of power. It's completely, re- it is entirely reasonable that the things that are described could have been happening.
1: There's a track record to billionaires doing this sort of shit, people. Mm. Um yeah, but, think, no, yeah. here's the here's the kicker. He has a track record of doing this shit. Yeah, this <sighs> I would say to any other person, yeah, maybe you could say innocent until proven guilty. But this is Vince McMahon, a man who has a reputation of being a very scummy Human being, especially towards women, and here's the thing, everybody. He's made it even no secret that he's horrible against women. Look what he did to Trish Stratus in two thousand and one, and that was just in storyline. Here's
0: here's here's the thing. Here's the thing I have to I have to say about it in that front, even less about like him being regarded as generally scummy and him being a billionaire. I think it's no secret that we're at a point now where I think the the man Vince and the character Vince are, are inseparable. Yeah. They they don't actually exist outside each other. I I truly believe that that man has become the character that he portrays. Yeah. That is how he sees himself. And again, I I I don't think people will need to have that much thought about the concept that when people have lots of power and lots of money and are in a largely untouchable position, they will do things and act like they have impunity. Because mm-hmm. effectively, in that sense, they do. He is the owner of the company.
5: Yeah. Like, ultimately,
0: there's only so much that people there can do to him. And I think, and especially from reading through this, people are aware of that. That's mm-hmm. that's, a, that's yeah, another would... one that fucking gets me as well.
2: Isn't yeah, that... I I have I have so I have so many thoughts on all of all of this stuff. <laughs> like, for one thing, like when people say like, "Oh, we don't know" and everything like that. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. If one of these charges is true, just. just... Not even like if half or like it just one under the jail, like it is so beyond the pale of anything that I have seen. Anything that and I have, I have, I have read so many stories on on things like this mm-hmm. by now. I have read so many so many news articles so many things at this point where and even this one like and that's something that I've heard a lot online like people going like even for the shit that we have seen this is unbelievable yeah and another thing of like that does get into a point of like <coughs> what well, the the thing that makes me kind of like makes it even ickier for me is that nobody said they were surprised. Yeah, that's, that, that's the like, thing that like, got like, me. Like, like, yeah, like, this is some of the worst shit, and people will admit this. No one, like, people have been repulsed and disgusted, and rightfully so, but no one was like, no one is saying Vince McMahon could never do this.
0: The- I I will say there is a thing with reading through this, and again, obviously, you, we take this from the perspective mm. of this is coming from the plaintiff. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a very specific tone when it's going through. I want to say section C, mm. um, where they are talking about um, the the plaintiff in this case, um, beginning to work. Or beginning their time working at WWE and reading through lots of stuff from the time of their employment, and it is very, very clear that people are used to this happening mm. because, mm-hmm. um, again, I'll need to refer, um, I need to refer to my notes, mm.
5: um, there's something along uh something along the lines of um
0: the the, the plaintiff talking to other high ranking employees and they all just kind of seem aware of what's actually happening
4: mm-hmm.
5: the the tone and the way that it it seems to be said is like
0: really really strange it almost point like it does very much seem to point to the fact that people are used to this and almost enable it
4: mm.
1: now does that is that built on a culture of of what he's created or is it built on a culture of fear I well. think it's odd. Honest, well,
2: I honestly think it's a bit of both. Yeah. I really do. It, it definitely
0: uh, I, it definitely appears to be a bit of both because there's uh there's a recurring thing going through this of how every single time that um oh sorry every time the, the plaintiff talks about you know the possibility of telling people immediately it just goes to well why don't you trust me? This is this is like very very kind of classical, um, emotional abuse. Yeah, that's... Um, and the, this... it, it, it's it's always hanging the pro- like the job prospects over right from the start.
1: Yeah, if people
0: because... read through
1: that and don't get that, then like it's clear as day that he so, was being emotionally abusive.
0: So, um. From here, um, paragraph 112, section D. um, By the fall of 2019, McMahon frequently pressed for pornographic videos and more explicit content. When the plaintiff expressed apprehension with his requests, McMahon responded with assurances that she could trust him and questioned why she didn't trust him. Uh, Paragraph 113, McMahon also took care to remind uh, the plaintiff of his power and influence, such as by flaunting a meeting with the Saudi crown prince in October 2019.
1: Yeah,
3: because that's a power move, isn't it? Fuck you know. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, if, yeah, if if you read like through the documents, like every few paragraphs, you get you'll see a mention of of the plaintiff saying that McMahon reassures her that you know you can trust him, but also that he has very powerful lawyers on speed dial. And yes. It will be very damaging. Yes, that is that, um,
0: that is that is mentioned um, in there. Uh, it's, um, it. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll need to find the thing. Just keep going for now.
1: Yeah, it's it's. I was gonna say Me- melee. I I know you've you've kind of been you've been kind of like. Uh, a bit in the back for, for this one. Is there anything you want to kind of discuss on this one?
3: The, the one thing that's on my mind right now, like something that that was mentioned earlier about people saying that innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to make it clear that we are not the court of law.
1: That mm-hmm. doesn't
3: apply to us. We can have our opinions.
1: Yes. Exactly, and I want to make it abundantly clear to a lot of people as well. Um, The reason why I think a lot of us here are are quite talking about it and are a bit upset about this is that there is too much evidence in this against him. How could this be... How can most of this be false if, like, it's too... There's too much of it that is too... Yeah. It's, t- it's it's described in such a grim detail that I, it, I would be, I mean, it might be, and I would be shocked if it weren't true. Yeah.
2: Again, like if one of these things is true, it's a hanging offense. Like straight up. Yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> I, again, I, like I said that the thing the thing with this is even, you know, even even stuff like the the NDA things. The moment mm. that NDA is declared legally void, who knows?
3: Yeah. And also another thing, all of this that we're mentioning for this entire episode, this is just from one, just one person, one complaint.
0: Yeah. And and we should we should say, um, in the initial filing of this, it does specifically state it is filed on the plaintiff's behalf and those who are afraid to speak out.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say this to people as well. As a person who has worked in broadcast media, um, NDAs are a serious thing uh, because people are trying to suppress a very damaging and discrediting thing to a certain person from becoming public knowledge. Mm -hmm. Trust me when I say there are a lot of things that people right now tabloid journalists, newspapers have got stuff ready to go out to print on certain people in this country, especially I'm not going to name names, but it is very public knowledge that there are a few people in the celebrity world. And even the Royal family that have stories that don't want to get out.
2: I, I can actually name one because he already got done. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I can name him because he already got done. Like I I heard about Brian Singer like two years before before the whole story came out. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Just what is... I say, people,
2: they're there because people don't
1: want their names being discredited or discouraged or well cancelled, I guess, nowadays is what certain people would white people <laughs> would say. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <It's... laughs> the thing about yeah that, that's the thing. Like and it's the oh, I have so many I have so many thoughts onto it because but because McMahon has had such a stranglehold over wrestling my entire life how can that not affect how I feel about all of this Yeah, that's it. Like 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 the the like the cent- he has been the center of gravity. Force for for since a couple of years ago, and even then he then he tried to come back, and then this happened. So,
5: yeah,
2: there are so many, there are so many bad bad stories. There are so many horrible stories, like completely unrelated to this. And yeah, I mean, you know what? I won't even say like completely unrelated because it is related. It is like yeah, it is all part of a fucked up tapestry and it's just like it's just rotten to the core man i mean it just I, is
0: this 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 is the thing right when we're there and we say burn the building to the ground yeah even the foundations this this is why i mean depending on how you guys feel about this i've picked out some points from going through this listing that I feel are worthy of discussion. If you are, if you feel okay to do that,
2: I yeah, I feel like this, sure. like it's probably I'm... good to center, center my thoughts on all of this. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Would okay. you be
1: alright with that, Miller?
3: <clears throat> uh, can you repeat that? Sorry. No, would you be um, alright? With... Oh,
0: sorry. Yeah, I I picked out some points from the document which I think add particular key key elements to this discussion if you're okay going through it yeah sure um the first one being coming from the very first part uh one of the very first parts of the introduction section which details how the plaintiff was very much a vulnerable person Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i quote uh paragraph three introduction section uh the two met in March two thousand nineteen when the plaintiff was dealing with profound grief and struggling financially after devoting years of around the clock caregiving after her parents passed away Ooh, God, that's okay. just the the opening part
5: wow and man, I mean, that's... like
0: Im- immediately you know this this paints your thing you know when we're looking at this in case in kind of cases like this immediately this person is vulnerable this is a person who is not you know in a well-supported environment this is a person that is at risk of this happening
2: yeah this wow that's really hitting the ground running (laughs) aren't we jesus christ yeah i
0: know um obviously at the time they were unemployed and were looking for work um, and the plaintiff was connected to uh or connected with uh McMahon through the building's um resident manager um who obviously knew him quite well um and spoke to McMahon about how she uh, how the plaintiff had been through hardship um and would like a fresh start uh to which McMahon enthusi- enthusiastically responded and i quote hell yes."
2: Ugh. You know what? Like this is a slight sidebar, but it does make me think about a lot about all the um the layoffs in the game industry. No, but, and handy, yeah, and about how many how many of those people have, have been made vulnerable to that, and could yeah. be like you just, you don't even want to think about it. it just <clears throat>
5: um
0: it continues going through um, kind of uh, the start of them kind of meeting um, talks about how uh, McMahon promised the plaintiff uh, a yet to be determined role at WWE um, along with gifts such as VIP experience at WrestleMania. Um, The details of that job
5: Come later, and
0: specify a entry level position provided in May seventeenth, two thousand nineteen, with a salary of seventy five thousand dollars. I wish an entry level job had paid me that fucking well
1: in this yeah, country. Oh, <laughs> me.
2: oh me, oh my, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take being a runner for that. Yeah, <laughs> <Good> <laughs> uh,
0: which was which was a job as a. Legal administrator coordinator, a position created by McMahon for the plaintiff in WWE's legal department. Um, this is then backed by a quote from the WWE corporate employee number one, who states job titles are not relevant, or don't. job titles don't mean anything for members of McMahon's inner circle of which the plaintiff was considered to be part of.
4: Mm. Yeah, that that tracks.
0: Um and especially that section gets to the point of how at least for myself, people knew what was happening. Mm. Because mm-hmm. there's a discussion about or there's a there's a there's a mention of the plaintiff attending meetings um, and the plaintiff questioning about whether or not they should even be at the meetings, because they are like board of director meetings and they are currently a entry-level le- legal administrator. Mm. Yeah, And I believe it mentions as well that McMahon was questioned as to why the plaintiff was there. And again it very much paints a picture that people were aware or had a suspicion that something was going on. Um, I'd then like to go to uh, paragraph 54 of section one, which is a taken as a quote from McMahon uh, on his separation from Linda McMahon, which is described as, and I quote, his ex and quote long gone. He added that his marital status is an arrangement on paper for business purposes and there's a quiet, isolated existence outside of WWE.
5: Huh, well, yeah,
0: I believe that. <laughs> I mean, he might be lying, but I believe it. So that pretty much puts to bed the question of whether or not they aren't even still involved with each other in any meaningful way. That was obviously as yet unconfirmed. Obviously not technically confirmed as yet, but if that is the case, then I believe that paints a certain picture of both Vince and Linda McMahon. Especially mm-hmm. be it that Linda's on her big Republican thing.
2: Yeah, she is in that, on that.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, I would now like to apologize for some of the things that are going to have to come out of my mouth and that you're going to have to hear. Yeah. All right. No. Uh, in Section 1B, Paragraph 60, McMahon states that, similar to rehabbing... Sorry, I need to go to it. Um, yeah. Section 1B, Paragraph 60, McMahon states that, similar, similar to rehabbing an injury... The plaintiff cannot let scar tissue build up inside her f- from trauma, as her vulnerability is a, quote, a gift.
4: Uh, mm. And
0: that is just chills me to the bone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This oh. active recognition of what is taking place. Oh. Ugh. Sorry, that just still makes my skin uh, for reading that
2: or even yeah, listening to it yeah, that is a that is a straight up I am aware that you are prey like yes
0: oh. <clears throat> uh, I then refer to paragraph 69 section 1b uh, which mentions the point about the lawyers uh, around this time he mentioned that he had an attorney on speed Dial who he described as the best of the best at making problems including people who become problems go away
2: great great, great. <clears> throat> love, throat> love that to hear love that oh, oh my god
5: um, it
0: progresses through about um, the plaintiff trying to stop any advances um, and then into the plaintiff being offered the job at uh. WWE mentions the legal trades coordinator salary seventy five thousand um, dollars, and goes on to detail
5: nature of that, um, and
0: the, the the people that the plaintiff works with. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so then, uh, paragraph. So then, paragraph eighty seven. Uh, it talks about the role of WWE corporate employee number one, which states that mm-hmm. WWE corporate employee number one usually fired employees. Beyond that, he offered little detail about WWE employee number one's role at WWE. Instead, focusing on WWE employee number one's personal traumas, explaining that similar similar to the plaintiff, uh, employee number one had no family left after WWE um, employee's spouse passed away. And that the McMahons and WWE were the employees' surrogate family. McMahon touted WWE employee number one's loyalty, stating that the employee would be able to protect the plaintiff, um, and so on.
2: Yeah. No, if, a, if a business talks about you guys being family, run. Run. Yeah. <laughs> that is a yep. big message
0: to get from this.
2: Yeah. Yep. Straight, straight up, run screaming do not look back that is a phrase that is that's a phrase that just needs to be stricken like oh, they, like oh my god like people's tongues need to start being cut out whenever that word whenever the word family comes in through a boss like mm-hmm. nah, nah 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 we're not doing this <laughs>
0: um oh it then progresses on the plaintiff talking about um their unhappiness um, and the requests to stop things to avoid risk. Um, it then goes to say uh, McMahon states that he did not, quote, ever envision, end quote, it ending.
2: Ugh. Yep, yep, and there it is. Mm.
0: Um, it then goes into the, na- uh, continues on with a bit of the nature of the employment, talking about how the plaintiff doesn't meet their boss until two weeks after they've been hired. They've mentioned that job titles don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they mention a WWE corporate employee number four who was always hostile to the plaintiff um, and mentions that, some, that uh, some employees and colleagues noticed and some copied the behavior of employee number four and were hostile to the plaintiff as well. Um the thing with that is that in the context of everything else it almost feels like a machine
4: yeah
0: mm. like these people are fulfilling roles to pull them into the abuse cycle
4: <gasps> yeah. yeah because that
0: because- there's a person to inspire fear in someone to make them go and seek protection
2: and a lot of that is that, like, yes, while some people know, like, I because of, like, it's just um, employee, we don't know exactly how higher up they are. Yeah. So, for all we know, it could be a lowly clerk who's just seeing this and thinking, forgive the language, oh, she, she, she fucked her way to the top kind of thing. Mm. Which...
0: But, be... but 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 again, though, you have to think about it in context of this point. This person is still a, just a legal administrator.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Offici- officially, they are just a legal a, a, an employee of the legal team.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What a f- what a f-
0: Because there's there's a bit that mentions about how. Uh, the the plaintiff is a, obviously a member of the legal team. And yet WWE Corporate employee number one, who is from this made to be close to McMahon, knows who the plaintiff is. Mm. And that's really, really strange. Mm. For 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 a supposedly high ranking corporate employee to know an entry level worker directly and address that to that person's face is very strange.
2: Yeah, that is that is really odd actually when you put it that way.
0: Mm. <clears throat> um I'm very sorry to say it does continue on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um as we go to <clears throat> section E um it details the plaintiff Um, struggling with their health, both physically and psychologically. Um, Upon McMahon being told this, um, McMahon chooses to mock her emotional distress, (laughs) and I quote, emotional trauma my ass, and then insists that the plaintiff go and see a physician of his choosing. Mm. <clears throat> now, which, can
1: I just say as well? Uh, I'll, I'll reiterate what I said. I hate old white people.
2: Yeah, that's a real. <clears> throat> See, throat> with everything like, like, like that's such a it's such a typical thing, and especially considering like what we know of Vince's life. Uh huh. Like, that is just like, yeah, this guy's never gonna change. He just, he just.
3: This is just him. Yeah.
0: This is mm-hmm. just, like. Um yeah. Uh, just before you go on, it... I just want to
3: say, um for those who wanna read the like the full sixty-seven page. Man, uh I just wanna clarify that like the first nine pages or so are just like the summary of what the rest is gonna be.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the yeah. introduction of the mm-hmm. document.
3: Uh and from where Dan is reading right now. He's only on page twenty two. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah.
1: that's the that's the craziest bit.
0: Um, uh, yeah, it it goes on and continues talking. Um, one section that got one thing that got me was paragraph one eighteen. Uh, the plaintiff acknowledged having a relationship with McMahon during visits with the. Uh, it refers to him as celebrity doctor, uh, yes. who gave little reaction, save telling her, and I quote there were many different paths to God and love.
4: Oh.
2: I'm sorry, what? Yep. What? What the fuck does that mean?
0: Oh, I think the thing, again, when we talk about people being aware of what's going on, very much this celebrity doctor is part to the abuse taking place. Because yeah, from from he... this, it's described to be a very close personal person with McMahon.
2: Yeah, but the, 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 I'm I'm saying that quite literally. What what the fuck does that even mean? Like,
0: I don't know.
1: I don't want to know. <clears> throat> yeah. Throat> but, but... Um.
0: Uh. The only. Key real key part of section F is how they talk about um, WWE issue the press annou- the press release uh, that Barrios and Wilson are departing the company uh, and the appointment of Frank Riddick the third directors uh, who then reports direct to McMahon. Hmm. Um, it then goes on to mention about um, the plaintiff um, advising on how they had been informed by. Corporate Officer number 2 of rumours circulating about the nature of the relationship between McMahon and the plaintiff. Uh, This also mentions where the plaintiff is transferred to the XFL team.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, And how they submitted an application to remain with the XFL, which was denied at the request of McMahon.
1: Oh, he! Oh, this man! This, this vile um, excuse of a human
0: being. This it then goes to, uh, one of the worst parts. To read, oh, uh, where it starts talking about how uh, McMahon began to share explicit photographs of the plaintiff that the plaintiff had shared with McMahon personally. Yeah. Um, it states uh that McMahon sent a message to the plaintiff uh, detailing the circumstances surrounding the sharing of explicit photographs of the plaintiff to a f- former WWE referee um, and how the referee left to, I'm going to say, go about his business um, and told the plaintiff that they had made a stranger happy.
2: Oh. Yeah. I
0: got
2: nothing to say to that. I got <laughs> nothing to say to that. That's, and
0: I'm just going to say this. As you go further on, there are far more stories that follow um, this on and on. Um, Once you get to Section G, they start talking about how uh, Vince would walk walk around and show people pictures. I believe in one of the messages, it says something along the lines of you have made thousands of people happy.
5: Uh, Here we go.
2: Under the jail. Under the goddamn jail.
0: Uh, Section G, paragraph 146. uh, McMahon reminded the plaintiff about the far-reaching results of his texting out of explicit content of them. Quote, by now thousands of men see you every day all over the world.
5: Mm-hmm. Wow! This
0: fucking uh, guy. Section H begins to talk about how uh, Laurenitis is brought into this. I... Oh god! Ooh. Yeah, this. Oh, um, yeah. I'm gonna. I am going to spare the details on yeah. this. Thank you. Um, but Thank you. but Jeez. one of the key, one of the key parts of this is um, the plaintiff is transferred over to Laurenitis's department uh at personal request of vince um and you can probably m- make part of that
5: what you will
4: mm-hmm.
5: um and then it really just continues
0: on in continue on in nature um it begins to detail how um the plaintiff was promised a promotion to VP, mm-hmm. but to avoid suspicion, um, the plaintiff was taken on as a director of operations instead, with a base salary of 200,000, um, with the intent being that after a year working at the company, they would be promoted to vice president. Um, and then the plaintiff then began working directly under the command of Laurenitis um mm-hmm. and things that go on from there.
3: Um uh, I just wanna quickly intervene, uh, from earlier back when about when first meeting Laurenitis, uh the plaintiff they made a mention that she asked if this is the first time that they were in such a setting, you know, McMahon, the plaintiff and Laurenitis. And oh. Laurenitis try as best he can to dodge the answer and he even yeah. looked at McMahon so there's the implication here that this is probably not the first time she's probably not the first woman this ever happened so I mean let's yeah. put
0: it like this we've we've all heard enough about Laurinaitis yeah because yeah. I have heard plenty about Laurinaitis over the yeah. years
2: yeah I I was will, I, will, I I would say like I I it was it was his name that made me the most angry for some reason. I don't I don't know well, like, why.
0: We I, again I think it's because we we heard enough about Laurenitis and the the diva period. Yeah, mm. there were always stories mm. going about. Um, I don't know how many of them were ever backed. But well, the one we know for certain <clears throat> is
1: what happened to Ashley Mazzaro. Yeah, Ashley Mazzaro. God bless her that the the shit that she had to put up with from both men but was again people don't want to hear about it yeah it's been all but confirmed um, by so many people that witnessed it happening as well
0: uh section J goes on to talk about the uh the nature of things happening with the WWE superstar um The filing uses the term uh, sexual porn, as in P-A-W-N. That's the wording of the the lawyers that wrote this document, Mm. and it it cannot be more accurate.
1: As I said, she she was used as a bargaining chip for a contract renegotiation, which is... Just saying makes me feel disgusting.
0: Um, Section K goes into the start of the process of the NDA, which I think the most pressing thing about this is both the fact that uh, it was an eight-day process and all requests for changes and authorizations by the plaintiff's legal team were denied.
1: Because remember, Vince wow. don't play ball with anyone.
2: Yeah, just straight his up. Ne- like...
1: in his entire history of being the the, the owner of that company Look what he did with the territories. I mean, I know it sounds like from a wider thing. The territories, what he did with WCW, what he's done with so many of his female employees on television and behind the scenes. People, there's a reason why Sable filed a sexual harassment lawsuit.
0: (coughs) Um... Referencing uh, a name we said earlier, I would then like to mention paragraph 207, which says regarding the NWA, the plaintiff asked Bookman. Is this when Jerry sends the papers?
5: It's mm. <coughs> <laughs> oh
0: fucking hell. Um, it then goes on into the nature of the NWA. The N- N- NWA? N-
3: NWA.
0: Hold oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, where, ba- where basically it is so absurdly wide-reaching it's insane. Because mm-hmm. basically at, at its word-for-word thing the, the NDA would imply that the plaintiff could not ever mention that they worked at WWE at all.
5: What? Wow.
0: They cannot mention that they had any relation with McMahon, the company or...
5: Just, just, straight up persona non-rider.
2: Like, mm.
0: um, it goes on about how McMahon expresses that he is under a very, very short time limit. <laughs> what, just in life, um, and was and was concerned about and was concerned about any delays. Um, questioned the questioned the plaintiff and concerns about the plaintiff's attorney. Um, warned warn them that their counsel could not be trusted. <laughs> mm. Um, I particularly like this quote from paragraph 218 where it says, um, McMahon left the plaintiff a lengthy audio message explaining why they need to go through with the NDA, push, pushing them to hurry up and sign the NDA and advising that he would be, and I quote, double fucked. Uh, <laughs> it, I it shouldn't laugh, but like... Brackets. Brackets, presumably referring to both his divorce and a report to the board of directors.
1: This man is seven in his late seventies, and using words like "double fucked."
2: Wow. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, so what gets me about that is is like is the acknowledgement right? That's the yeah. that's the real fucked up thing. This isn't this is not a man, like, not to say that it would be any better, but this is not a man who is unaware of what he is doing is horrendous and anyone, anyone outside of this little bubble who finds out is gonna try and fucking kill him. Right?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Like The thing the thing we said about this is that if this goes through in any degree so many people are screwed. Mm. Like the like the the foundational core, what in the lawsuit is described as the Titan family. Oh yeah. which it states is a which it states is a mm. term used to refer to um Vince's closest workers who have been with him since the start of WWE as a company. I think what gets me is that
1: he's still using Titan as a name, because <laughs> he got rid of Titan Sports fucking long ago. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. I'm, sure I kid, uh, I I, I'm sure there's some kind of tax reason why he did that yeah, but yeah. um
0: it then goes through in the last section uh f- to talk about um one of the things that came up with the uh the nda uh f- where it talks about how uh Later in June, July 2022, stories were published regarding the matter of McMahon's multiple NDAs with various women associated with WWE and others. Um, The plaintiff did not receive another payment under the NDA uh, in February of 2023. Uh, Further, despite assurances from McMahon that he would cover the medical care and the costs associated with the tax liability for the $1 million payment, McMahon has refused to cover those costs. And... Uh, but did continue to pay for the plaintiff's medical care until April 15th, 2022, when it abruptly ceased.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, then awesome. it goes through a list of uh, gifts given to the plaintiff during the time with WWE and Associated with McMahon. Now, this is important because do you remember there was that investigation that was led by Stephanie? Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And it spoke about the uh, immaterial accounting, the hush money that was uh, <clears throat> that was unaccounted for. Yes, so that is mentioned in the introductory part of this uh, mm. filing. Uh, and what I find quite interesting about about that kind of thing is where they very much pretty much directly call it a sham investigation yeah no it it was Um, and speak about how in this list in this filing they say that the plaintiff was never spoken to by the investigation committee although wwe maintained that they did contact them but again the nature of contact and actually contact are very different because they could have just contacted an old address on phone number yeah um I say that because um, I feel like this could explain a lot of the immaterial accounting. Mm. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Including, but not limited to uh, full-day transportation, premium tickets, and uh, basically private go at WrestleMania. Uh, Medical care, along with medical and cosmetic services and products. Um, $20,000 towards surgery paid directly to the surgeon's office. A 2022 BMW 430 XI and $15,000 in Bloomingdale's gift cards. Mm
5: -hmm. Fucking Bloomingdale's. And
0: I should say, that is that is A small selection out of about 20 items. Bloody hell. All of significant value. Um, And yeah, it continues to go on about um, the the NDA um, and how it just should not really hold legal water. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it mentions um given that WWE Corporate Officer number one, a very high ranking WWE officer, and the plaintiff was an entry level coordinator in the legal department, is unusual that WWE corporate officer number one would know who the plaintiff was at that point. <clears throat> um with the exception that the officer knew of the plaintiff by hearing about the ongoing exploitation of the plaintiff by McMahon.
4: Yeah. like,
2: like I'm really trying to just get my thoughts Um, a bit. This is so much. Uh,
0: It's unusual for the executive chairman and CEO to name drop two of the company's highest ranking officers in connection with a coordinator's first job promotion, especially as there are human resource partners assigned to each department.
2: Yeah, that's a point like if this is like if this is how it's she is like bypassing huge parts of the pyramid, right? Yeah. In her day-to-day op- in her day-to-day job. That's that is wild to think about like how how much they how <laughs> much she's been put in, straight into that circle there. Um
0: it continues on it does mention um prior accusations of sexual misconduct by mcmahon including the um story about rita chatterson yeah as well as two separate instances one in florida and one in california um wow. and then uh It talks about how the plaintiff was coerced into signing the the NDA. um, Eight-day process with an attorney
5: who uh, McMahon uh, warned against trusting. Uh,
0: Did not even uh, include the terms promised and uh, failed to make the payments which would have upheld the document at all.
2: So yeah, that's a point. Is the <clears> reason why this has all been known because he just failed to to do his part of the quote unquote bargain? Is that why this all just come out?
0: Theoretically, possibly.
2: Like, is it like is it literally the reason why we find out it's because the guy is too cheap? And then like it was like, well, okay, we could just talk about this now.
0: Mm. Well, so it states in the second count, <clears throat>
5: um,
0: the non-disparagement provision only applies to the plaintiff and not McMahon or WWE. Further, the plaintiff was stated to receive $1 million and $2 million in installments of $500,000 over the years. Uh, The plaintiff gave up their job at WWE as a result of the agreement. Uh, Compensation is also out of line with what similarly situated individuals have received. Um, and The the agreement is even more one-sided with respect to WWE because only McMahon is responsible for payments. The WWE's (laughs) only obligations are not to sue and to write a favorable letter of recommendation to a future employer upon request. However, per the terms of the NDA, the letter would come from now fired or disgraced former
5: employee defendant Laurenitis. Right, right, okay.
1: And this is you barely scratching the surface of this whole document. <laughs> and uh, well, there's uh, way
0: more. There's stuff I don't want to say.
1: <laughs> and there, there is a lot of stuff. Uh, but as I said, uh, and as Mel, said, the the document is there. In pub- in the public domain, for everybody to see, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad that you didn't go over some of the stuff because it is, it is horrid and it is very grim and it is some of the <clears throat> of the most disturbing stuff I have ever seen. Yeah, some someone of the be stuff- accused of. Yeah
2: yeah some of the stuff that like straight up, I remember like seeing like when when the news items first come out, some of the stuff like the the news literally more or less verbatim saying we're not gonna tell you exactly what it is because it's not fit for our for our broadcast like mm-hmm. holy <clears throat> shit just
1: yeah,
2: it I... just are beyond the pale stuff here.
1: so. With all of this, I don't know about you guys, but even if one iota of this comes out as true, he needs to be locked up. I'm sorry. He just does. The Mm
0: -hmm. thing is, is that obviously this is civil proceedings. Mm -hmm. uh, But realistically, any of this goes through and it opens up the doors for criminal charges. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, this is very again very very textbook, um, you know, workplace abuse. Um, you know, we, so this would be a relatively, you know, assuming everything is as presented in the filing, yeah. this would be relatively straightforward person being emotionally abused in their workplace made to fear their boss who they have a personal relationship to uh violation of that person's consent uh made to feel unsafe at work um creating a you know a dangerous work environment
1: <clears throat> there's that as well there is that as well, melee, which fucking disgusts um, me
0: to my core. Um, and I mean, there's probably so many other things that could be added to that. But again, really, if this does go through, then the the floodgates are open.
1: Yeah. 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 That bit gets me. The fact that no, someone within WWE <coughs> leaked the name of the plaintiff that was kept, that was supposed to be kept in anonymity for this case. And they just leaked it out so that everyone could on ma- mass attack her. It's disgusting. And the person who that was leaked to the journalist that, that you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I, I'm, I, maybe that's, maybe I'm putting my foot in it. Maybe I'm could be like but I'm not going to name their name, but they should be ashamed of themselves for doing that. Cause that's inciting a mob
2: it's just so bad it's
1: so it's, it's yeah i this this whole thing is is upsetting it's it upset me and i, yeah. I talked to you lads it's like maybe i shouldn't even e- re- edit wrestling anymore at this point
2: because it's got that me so was set you know that was real something like not to put a finer point on it like not to put like like our feelings towards all of this and the wrestling, it's so low on the list of priorities, it's like cannot be even be seen. Mm. But mm. as a but like but as in from our perspective, like just as a wrestling podcast, as wrestling fans, I actually ran into like literally when I was coming in to like get ready to do this. I ran into, like, a fellow wrestling fan who asked me if I was going to be watching the Royal Rumble, and for the first time in my life, I had, like, visual... Like, I felt physically ill of the idea of just watching wrestling. Mm -hmm. That has never happened to me before. Ever. Just the idea of doing it with all of this was just, like... Like... Act, like for for this moment for this moment my feelings are what what is there to really enjoy like you know,
1: i know it sounds really silly at this point i i thank squill actually for for saying this to me remember what you loved about it in the first place and then remember that Antonio Noki is ten times a better human being than Vince McMahon ever was.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is just, mm-hmm. and he was, and and Noki would go on to some of his bullshit as well, but yeah, nothing, exactly. nothing, nothing like this. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I'll say this because it's something that I've always that I've had a real thought about. If I was to like sum up my feelings on Vince McMahon. It be just four words, it's not worth it. I, the, I have to, I yeah, I, I have to live with the like for me, what's been going around in my head is that I have I have to live with the fact that a big part of my love for wrestling, a big part of some of the some of the biggest joys and like thrills and and like just, you know, like a love of an actual art form is because of, is because of the actions of a man who is a monster. Mm-hmm. And I know we have a, and like, whether, you know, separating the art from the artist is, is a question that I always talk about. I always say about, well, it's just a, on a personal level, but with Vince McMahon, with all of this, with the WWE in general, I'm just like, it's not worth it nothing is worth this nothing is worth letting letting this kind of shit run rampant because it is run rampant it is like yeah that's the that's the real thing about it it it's kind of like it's a it almost feels like a culmination point of everything that he has done up to in his life in his career it's this it's it's just this and it's and you this kind of behavior runs it's not just like his i can't even separate it to say that like it's not a how do I put this it's not a situation where like your favorite artist also beat his wife because whilst like you can't separate his actions from how he ran his business how he ran his storylines, how he treats his wrestlers, <laughs> his employees, how he treats his family from what we've known. Yeah. Like, he is an abuser. he just, I'm just going to put it out there. Everything I've ever known, every report, everything I've ever read and seen from the guy, the man is an abuser.
1: I would go so far as to say that he is a complete and utter sociopath.
2: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like...
1: Like and, and and as as you said and alluded to, read if you read anything about his early life and what he's what he has done to you know make his success, it all points to him being completely like he to being a complete and utter sociopath,
2: like just completely devoid of something that, and it's just like. What, what, like, honestly, what is there to say other than go to prison just straight up?
1: Uh, the the thing that I, I, I'd say is just even more ridiculous is, of course, as of re- this recording, we found out that he has once again been uh, relieved of his duties at uh, WWE slash TKO. But it wasn't because of all of this. It was because, mm. and I kid you not, WWE had lost their... Brand deal with Slim Jim.
2: Yeah, it was because the brandings was was was, was, <laughs> was they were leaving or pausing. Yep,
1: yeah, and
2: he, yeah. he 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 did the one thing that you can't do. He fucked with the money,
1: and well, if you look at the stock exchange right now, shares in TKO Group Holdings are plummeting.
2: Just, I mean, like. No, go ahead. Go, sorry. Go ahead, Dan.
0: I think there's part of it that, like, obviously, I, th- I think I'd, I, I would say on that point though, which is that, you know, obviously everything with this coming out is very going is going obviously going to very directly impact people who are investing in them, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I hate to like, obvious, obviously, I know that slim jim have not done this from the moral perspective
4: yeah mm-hmm.
0: they're doing this from a oh well being associated with them is gonna lose us money um make sure when make- like it, sh- it should very much be a uh we should not be involved in this because it will affect us
2: mm.
0: like you know like you know what i mean yeah 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 like they're 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 doing it because of because of the money that's attached to it, not because of they not because they actually should be doing it. I'm sure there's still plenty of companies that are still sitting very, very pretty with WWE right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh... yeah, you know what? you know what really gets me? It's the fact that like wrestling fans in general, when he came back, kind of called that something like this would happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I thought- the thing is, we we all kind of knew, like, well, we all knew from the first point he's gonna pull himself to get back.
1: He yes. has a precedent. Mm-hmm. He set a precedent back in the nineties with the steroid trials, Riordan. So it was kind of like it. It would come as yeah, no I, surprise.
2: I will say this is like the the this is like um, for the sidebar listeners. I <clears> I did have a sequel to. My thing on on the steroid scandal. I was going to do a uh, a little bit on that. This feels like the more horrifying sequel to that episode, which I'm, is
1: I, I giggle, but no, you're you're yeah, right. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's kind of darkly humorous, like the darkest of darkly humorous. Just, God, yeah, we we all knew. No one can say that they didn't know. the The question of like, I I feel like the big question now for like us is who who knew specifics. It's not like who yeah. knew what was going on, but my, who knew my, my, I, I get the feeling.
1: I get the feeling Kevin Dunn did. Hence why he left.
2: Mm-hmm. Possible.
1: It, it, yeah. That screams like someone who has who who has a guilty conscience. If you ask me. <laughs>
2: Obviously, the big one, and I'm not going to like fully speculate on it because, you know, we might get sued. But obviously, the the one that everyone is talking about is Mr. Paul Levesque. Like, how much did that guy know? I don't know. I'm not even going to try and speculate on it. Yeah. All I know is just... I don't
1: want to get into a CM Punk Colt Cabana situation with, 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 with you free. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> so, just, yeah, yeah, it's just a big... It was
1: from my okay, it was from my correspondence with Melee's lawyer that I found out that he shares a bank account with Donut Cash.
3: <laughs> <laughs> knew it, knew it. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, CM Punk, uh, <laughs> at, at, at at the time of re- of recording, this is the day of the Royal Rumble. Yeah, They're, they're gonna, yeah. gonna have they're gonna have a a media scrum after this, so. Oh, please let there? Punk
2: be in the media scrum. I, <laughs> you know, honest to God, I want to make, I want to make jokes, but I honestly think that like that media scrum is going to be so depressing because I, I really do <laughs> doubt anyone's going to bring it up.
0: Well, I was going to say, cause this is the thing. Cause I, I, I can't remember if it's exactly, but I believe a statement was put out saying they wouldn't answer questions about it. They're yeah. gonna release it. They're gonna release a statement.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
0: but then, fine. but then, equally, I would say it's on the job of the people there to then ask that question anyway, because again, mm-hmm. saying nothing is also an answer. But,
1: so yeah, if you have any, if you have any journalistic integrity, you would you would say something about huh, it. If you have any <laughs> <laughs> journalistic integrity, this God, is wrestling. Have... Yeah, I know this is yeah, wrestling I know,
2: journalism. I, know, I, know, I don't. But, but, but like, but fuck, <laughs> but fuck, but fuck journalistic integrity. If you have any integrity, yeah, like.
1: So go on, Sean oh, Go on, Denis say no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Look, <laughs> I'm just like, kidding.
2: like, what's the worst that can happen? You get thrown out. Ask the question. What is
1: getting the fucking robot shit,
2: <laughs> More or less, like put up or shut up. At this point, if not for this, then what? Yeah.
3: Like seriously. Oh it's... no! I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be so sad that you can't ask them what they ate for breakfast anymore. So sad. <laughs> yeah, like come on.
0: Okay, but. But Triple H, are you not excited about booking an Amaze Balls Royal Rumble?
1: <laughs> How yeah, about really... your? Are you going to bring back a Mountain Dew branded match for this? <laughs> I do wonder,
2: I do wonder, like, I, I doubt anything's going to happen. But I do wonder what the crowd reaction is going to be for the Royal Rumble. I doubt it. Yeah, anything. this
1: is um, this is this is a very interesting thing. I mean, I'm not watching it. But I mean, no I'm way on not, on yeah, the out, like, yeah. out I,
0: front, I'm not watching the Rumble. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. equally, yeah. I have a feeling there's going to be a bunch of people. Like, I I know some people have already bought tickets to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like, debatably, it just comes down to whether or not you feel like you shouldn't go or. If you, you know,
1: I was gonna yeah. say, is I anyone didn't... in the Philly contingent? Do you know of anyone in the Philly contingent, Melee, that's going to WrestleMania this year?
3: Oh, that's that's hard to say, especially after this.
1: I was gonna, I was gonna yeah. say, I guess I can't imagine Chris going to WrestleMania. Now.
3: And I'm just gonna say, if you somehow plan to watch it, just for curiosity's sake, there are ways to watch it. That's all I'm saying, <laughs> yes.
2: yeah, Billy Billy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not gonna begrudge anyone for doing for like going yeah. to see it. I I can't like you know I feel so I feel god I feel so sorry for all of the employees and wrestlers. Oh my god. I
1: think, yeah, I do feel so for the people that are trying to go back their you know, their dream of becoming a pro wrestler. I feel sorry I feel sorry for a lot of the wrestlers I feel sorry for the people past and present that had to part with this shit and had to remain quiet about it. Or people kind of just shrugged it as if it was, Mm. oh, it's just the normal culture of professional wrestling. Like, all I'll say is this, people. I know it's infamous as a shoot interview, but Brian and Paul's excellent adventure, they said a lot of it and they alluded to a lot of it. And it turns out a lot of it was true. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I I think uh, I got to find the quote, but there was a great quote from Lance Storm about it, which I yeah, oh, yeah, which,
1: which Lance really, Storm being fucking based, may I just say,
2: yeah, which really just kind of thought like, ah, oh, yes, thank you. This is this is exactly what I would, and I'm just gonna quote Lance Storm on it, and I yeah. All those years that Vince looked down his nose at pro wrestling with disgust, claiming and wanting to be something better than something more respectable. Well, today pro wrestling looks down its nose at him with disgust, not just wanting to, not just wanting to be, but knowing it is so much better and more respectable than Vince McMahon. That really does, I've, and you know what? That honestly kind of like hit me because I kind of forgotten that kind of point with vince in that he did kind of want to be respectable in a way he wanted to curry favor with like using pro wrestling and to a certain extent pretty very well did yeah Mm -hmm. and wrestling is so much better without him it is like it's so much better without him
1: Yeah. And let's hope we can going forward that it gets even better. Yeah. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the hope, man. That's the hope. As you said, Dan, is this really the year of AEW and TNA?
0: Well, I mean, I don't I don't I mean... it, it, it's hard to say. It's we, really is hard this to is it is,
1: is this is this the redemption arc of total non-stop action wrestling? I mean <laughs> at this point,
4: well, I mean what it's I was not saying, what I was not was saying is... Like... <laughs>
0: Like, at at this point, you know, it, it the main thing I said is, is this the nexus point? Mm. Is this the point where, you know, things like the House of Cards start to fall and, you know, things all start to go kind of, you know, start damaging the business you know will that you know i i hate to use the phrase because it's so overdone and as we've seen it's very much not true but like i i do feel there is an aspect of too big to fail Mm
4: -hmm. yeah
0: the wwe has dominated the market for so long and so directly that like does it even matter at this point my hope is that obviously it does but I, I don't know.
3: <laughs> yeah. When it I, comes to ref, wrestling fans, I have very little faith because when the initial.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: initial yeah, yeah. Out, Vince went on SmackDown, people were chanting his theme. And I don't know. I, I lost faith with the fans. He's
1: You're not wrong. You're not wrong, man.
0: Like, yeah, like all I was like that. Like I said. um. In, in one of the chats. The man is so inextricably tied to the company that it's, like, impossible to separate them.
5: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Just a fucked up rotten foundation.
4: Yeah. yeah.
2: Just
3: straight up. I and I think it, it was done by design that that Vince pretty much made WWE the the identity of him that so much so that if he were to go down more than likely the company will go down with him. I was going to say he's very much a
1: scorched earth kind of person isn't he that if he's going down he's taking everyone with him.
2: Yeah, I mean that I mean that's part of how like he came back in a way. Yeah, no yeah.
1: you're right. So, it's I'm it's 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 a weird time. I think that's I think that's an understatement of the century oh, at this point.
2: It is not even February. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so I don't even know what the wrestling world is going to look like come the end of the year. Honestly, yeah. um, from Ooh, what yeah. I've heard, it looks like Ari Emanuel might take the reins. Uh, the rumor is going that Endeavor are just like, no, we've had enough. And we are going to we are going to completely change the corporate hierarchy of WWE from the ground up. You have to. You, for something like this, you have to because if you keep people stragglers that were there, it just it just perpetuates the, the the it perpetuates the culture that has been intrinsically tied to that company since 1984. Mm-hmm. You just ah. <laughs> So like, Endeavor Ari Manuel, if you've got balls to do it, it's yours, you can do whatever the hell you want with it.
2: <laughs> Just
1: yeah. Bloody hell, we got to the point now where the, the the whole dream booking fantasy of the rock being the owner of the company's actually come to fruition.
2: wrestling is just crazy wrestling is what what i don't even know i you know what i was gonna make i was gonna make a class like wrestling is weird but that felt inappropriate just what just i don't i don't even have words to describe that
1: yeah it's it's crazy (sighs) shall we end this on a more positive note guys
2: Oh please, for the love
1: yes. of God! Yeah, let's go to recommendation corner to to end this episode on because I think we it's it's been like an hour and a half. It's been a lot of heavy stuff that we've talked about uh, throughout this podcast, and I think we need a bit of a of a nice palate cleanser um, to start out. Um, could I start off with my recommendation this week? Please, by
2: oh. all means. Yes,
1: guys. What are your thoughts on Studio Dynax?
2: Mm. Man, what do I, man? Gynax is anime with a capital A, let's put it that way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect description of the mask, honestly. Uh, there is a creator online known as TJ the Emperor who has been doing a, uh, a five-part series chronicling the history of Gynax from the, the Daikon videos right at the beginning, and they are currently working on their final part, talking about Evangelion. And I oh, highly right. recommend it. It's in the couple of thousand views. They deserve more because they are put, so well put together and well-researched that it's actually criminal that they only have a few thousand views. Go check out his channel. Uh, he's also done, of course. He also did uh, a whole documentary on gaming on in the Clinton years as well, which is again another one I highly recommend. But
2: I, I saw that when I was looking, and I was like, "Gaming in the Clinton years? What? Like, I, I had a real Natasha Leone. What a concept! Like, <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> it is uh, honestly, I cannot recommend that guy, the series of Gynax videos, enough, especially to you, Reed, and They are so damn good."
2: Yeah, I would definitely have to check that out. But that's my recommendation.
1: Uh Floor is Yours peeps.
2: <laughs> I I seen as I am the recommendation recommendation guy, I got to go I got to do it. Guys, how do you feel about the band Justice?
0: Incredibly, I love them.
1: In the war between them and Darth Punk, they won.
2: <laughs> no, there is no war. I'm just is kidding. Little... listen, listen, I'm just listen. Kidding. There is no war. They are the <laughs> they are the heir apparent. That's yes. that's the line of succession straight up. <laughs> mm. Okay. So, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to wind the clock back a little bit and make people feel old. Ever oh, since I heard Ever since I heard their classic song Genesis in an Assassin's Creed 2 trailer. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have been obsessed with these guys. Daft Punk's emo metal cousins. <laughs> that they is been, actually perfect. <laughs> they have been rocking it. I. They are much an older than people than I think we realize. Like, like their big like breakout hit was not Genesis, but it was um that remix of um We Are Your Friends. Yeah. Which is such a banger tune. I think we all forget. Like, that is such a banger tune, and that was what really brought them to the fold. And then they came out with their debut album, Cross one of the greatest is... electronic okay. albums. Can I, Go can, I, can, I,
0: can I say this cuz yeah. um as as a band they are they are the creator of what i call very very literally the justice problem mm-hmm. which is where your kind of your first i would say first major release because i would say released stuff before that thing yeah is so good that unfortunately it tarnishes you, everyone's perception of your subsequent work <laughs> yes.
2: yeah 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 that so i'm going to we're just gonna have a little round table on on the on the on the, the discography of justice because I, <laughs> I i feel so bad for them i feel so it, fucking literally, bad for them.
0: i i i don't know how to describe people that when i tell them to listen justice i'm like look you have to understand the rest of their stuff is really good but their first album is arguably their best and you just have to
2: go with it yeah i like the tv tropes only goes as like first installment wins where yeah i, I don't know like and you know what you know what the worst part about it is not only is not only is um is cross the very first album their, their best album like just straight up is their best album but it also has its most influential I don't know if I don't know if it's my favorite track, but without question their best track is the first fucking song on the album. It's yeah. Genesis. It starts with <laughs> Genesis. That is just that is just the worst possible luck for a continuous right.
0: band. <laughs> like, like, and the, you know what's it, the crazy it's that's such, the... It, it's it's such a shame as well, because the problem is you get that, which is so great, yep. and they just hit you with just, like, at least six solid, like, top one songs otherwise on the album. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. It, it's just, like, it, it punches you in the face with Genesis, and then ev- it's like Genesis is an 11, and then every single song is, like, an 8 or a 9. The craziest thing about going. that, though... Every time
1: I talk to Justice about Justice with someone, everyone immediately says, oh, yeah, they did D-A-N-C-E, didn't they? It's a, yeah. That's the song they're most famous for. Yeah. That's the craziest
2: that bit. Is, I mean, that is such a crazy thing that, like, that's their most, like, next to Genesis, their most famous song, which I've always thought is one of the lesser songs. Yeah, no, that was like, <laughs> insane. Like, 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 do you, you want to know
0: an even wilder fact about Justice? Hmm did you know that the song Waters of Nazareth is like a semi like I don't even know how to describe it it has like a place of honour in of all places the fucking custom guitar hero community what? yeah <laughs> they fucking love it I mean I
2: understand that'd be so fun to play on Guitar Hero
0: and that and that e- equally Waters of Nazareth has been sampled So many times. (laughs) Yeah. That it's just like, what the fuck?
2: Like, they just, they hit too, they hit too hard. No, literally. (laughs) Your swag too good. Yeah. They're gonna uh, kill you. They're gonna kill you. And then, and then audio video disco came out and it kind of killed them. And it's so, it's so horrible because. Audio, video, disco, it's not a bad album. It's not. I would say to
1: people, people, it's a very, very
2: good album. (laughs) It's an excellent album. That's the problem. problem. It is an excellent album. Like, and the worst part is, I, I feel like, for me... The thing about justice is that, like, and and they, I've heard them. Um, they talk about it. They said that, like, Cross is like the nighttime album, and Audio Video Disco is the day album. Like, it's like it's very specifically like meant to be, like the 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 Yang to to Cross's Yin. Right? Here's the problem, though. Your night was too night. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like when you said night, it's like a fucking solar eclipse. Like, <laughs> the sun is gone. <laughs> but... This is this,
0: this is this is the thing. It, it's it's like that. There's, there's You just have to experience it to actually feel it. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like, are there any other bands which have had that unfortunate? where they literally on too well the first time, there, and there, then there everything like... afterwards has just been like, well, it's not as good as the first one. Oh my see.
2: <laughs> oh man! I'm saying
0: it. Everyone knows. Even though
1: Gallagher's gone, as far, definitely maybe. Great. What's the Morning story Glory? Uh, what? Uh, what's the? What's the story? Morning Glory. Shit. Be here now. Atrocious. <laughs> Standing <laughs> on the shoulders of giants. No one remembers that fucking album.
2: <laughs> oh, it's just. It for me, like it's the one that like. That that hits the wo- most for me. I know there have been there's been plenty of um. Oh, oh, yeah, there we go. I'm just looking down on the list of some of the ones that I'm just kind of like trying to think. But um the the big one for me in terms of like, yeah, they just never could they never could get it back was um was Nas Ilmatic.
0: Oh yes, yes so like. again, literally
2: Or too hard. (laughs) Yeah, like, Illmatic... Like, Nas has made great, fantastic, excellent albums. None of them has been Illmatic. (laughs) Yeah. He's gotten close. Close! But he's never gotten as as equal as Illmatic. Yeah, it's just... It's... Yeah, it's like... It just they just they would just hit too perfectly they hit too perfectly and then like audio video disco which was i really do like that one it's more nicer and poppier. but it just doesn't have the grit that you need mm-hmm. woman woman is pretty damn good woman is very it's such a woman's the most interesting album it's definitely and i really do recommend their um their um their remix album woman worldwide mm, for anybody who yeah. was which mixes which mixes like you know all of their albums up to that point. So all of this is to say all of this is to say is that a few couple of days ago it was announced that Justice was making a new album and it was going to be called Hyperdrama and they released two songs. And guys I think my the boys are fucking back.
1: I mean, like... if, you've, if you've seen the cover, you could definitely tell that. Oh, 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 oh Did you think Cross was good? Yeah, <laughs> we're no, back it, there, it, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It is like officially, we are back on our Cross bullshit, and <laughs> yeah. and we are bringing tame motherfucker Impala for it. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> I have. The, I can tell you this. I have been listening to Generator nonstop for the past two days. As you
1: should. It's just such a catchy song.
2: Just holy shit.
1: They saw. I bet you they saw. They were. Li- they were like, realizing that Daft Punk are gone, and going. Oh really? Y- yeah, well, yeah. we'll
2: show you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really does feel like, like. Darth Hunt left, and they and Justice just looked at each other and goes, "Yo, the throne is empty.
0: It's, it's time.
2: It is time. <laughs> the kings are dead. Long live the kings."
0: And then they decided that they would get a they decided they would get a a,
2: psych,
0: a psychedelic, semi sad boy involved to just make it really, really <laughs> that step
2: up. Yeah, just. I am so goddamn that is my album. That is my album that I am cannot wait to hear. I cannot it's, wait it's, for to it. To
0: be honest, right? We could go we could go in here and be like, there's a possibility that go that goes solidly for album of the year.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I I am like my fingers are crossed. I hope that like I I really do hope that it like that that it like it sticks the landing. but if it, if it if there's so, if if the album is anything like the first two songs, then oh, we are in for such a treat. this I think this might be the longest
1: recommendation you've ever given us, really? No, it's, but because you... it, it's just
2: it's, it's because it's
1: just. Yeah, like, this, is, this is true. Like, this is
2: true. yeah. and and I am recommending basically their entire discography. But also look out for hyperdrama, which is such a hard name. Hyperdrama. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh,
2: man. Am
0: I, I, I okay to just jump in for mine?
2: Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, first, what I would like to do is I would like to uh, recommend three different video essays. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, the first one is by a channel called Listening In. It's uh, about. Uh, the use of character themes in Star Wars, yeah, it's a very yeah. kind of like cliched thing for Star Wars, but I think not enough appreciation actually goes towards John Williams for the absolutely incredible work he has done in crafting the character themes, um especially how he uses them and integrates them into the film score. It's frankly actually like absurd that a movie like Star Wars gets that treatment,
4: <laughs> mm-hmm
0: um Mm -hmm. and he has really really cool analysis especially including stuff like looking at um harmony and looking at just the construction of williams's scores um and it's only like 20 minutes long but in that 20 minutes it packs so much into it um and it's just really really cool in seeing the ways that everything's kind of brought together thematically um, equally on that as well i would like to uh, recommend uh, pop culture detectives the tragedy of droids in star wars oh, uh, yeah. f- which uh discusses the topic of the nature of droids in star wars having sentience um and how star wars tries to uh i'm gonna say approach but equally more not approach that topic in any meaningful way mm-hmm. um Believe it or not, that scene comes up. <laughs> um, how am I
1: not surprised? Why um, am I reminded of when, uh, when John Blood on New Legacy went, Oh my god, it's Chewbacca! Oh my god, it's R2-D2! <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> and just talk talks about lots of really cool stuff, as well as a really, really cool um, look on Elf on Elf free le LE3-7 from Solo, and the implications that come with that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's just really, really done. Um, and then I would the last one I'd like to recommend is uh, one a channel a really cool channel called Into the Depths that does really cool Ooh. comic book analysis. Um, I highly recommend their um, kind of reading slash um, analysis of <laughs> Batman Night Cries.
4: Um,
0: it's a really really cool look into the character, and I really like the way that they kind of go about the topic and. Uh, examine it Um, they do also have some really cool other videos on their channel as well Um, for my other for my other two recommendations uh, i've gotten into uh listening to audiobooks recently (laughs) Um, and i would like to recommend uh two audiobooks the first one is uh surprisingly down to earth and very funny my autobiography by limmy (laughs) Um, nothing very few books in the first hour have made me equally want to laugh and equally want to cry and yet this book does that it is very very him and very very his style how am Um, i not surprised it's (laughs) limmy he is very he is very frank with his topics but in the kind of way that only he can be (laughs) yeah Um, yeah. (laughs) and even for all the very kind of distressing stuff that he talks about Mm. the the way he talks about it and um goes through everything is just very, very weirdly funny in a way that it shouldn't be um my other one is the amazing audiobook kunk on everything if you don't know who Philomena oh, is. Yes. I, um, I
2: didn't know she had an audio book. I might need um, to buy that please, as well. Please
0: please get to do it. It is um um British TV mockumentary character. Um very literally Reading her own character's encyclopedia, and it is read like an encyclopedia, <laughs> where all the chapters are a different letter, and then she goes through different random topics. Um, I feel like the only thing I need to get you interested in it is uh, when it discusses architecture uh, and dis- and describes specifically saint paul cathedral as being remarkable for having the biggest tit of any building in the world
2: (laughs) i i i cannot emphasize enough that if if the listener if you have not heard of philomena Kunk, you need to 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 change that immediately. And, and
0: you know what's even better. I look at it. It's like five hours long. I'm oh, not going to get tired of it.
2: Oh, incredible. Incredible. I, like, I am no not going words. to get
0: tired of it for like one bit. It is so good. So funny. <laughs> and every single time that you think the bit has run its course, she finds another way to make it work.
3: <laughs> Love it. Just like me for real.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are we trying to say that Melee Helbo
1: is the New York version of Philomena Cup? You know what? It wouldn't surprise me, you know?
2: That 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 that, that tracks a little bit too well.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, right, this this is from like the description bit, but I feel like this really sums it up. This is just one section of it. So after years of asking the big questions like, what did people do before evolution and what is clocks?
2: just the just the best she's just the best
0: she really is it's so good I cannot say enough how how good it is the
2: the greatest thing Charlie Brooker ever had a hand in yeah yeah. like giving her work and then making her a thing oh my god
1: (laughs) (laughs) is that your recommendations then that is
0: my recommendations done
1: (laughs) now like To end it Mm. off, wrap it up. What have you got for us?
3: Guys, (laughs) what do you feel about black and white films? Love them.
0: (laughs) Excellently. They're great. (laughs) Art. Art.
3: Art.
1: Kino, if you will.
3: (laughs) This may be a surprise to many, especially for the listeners of this podcast, but I am a fan of Godzilla. (laughs) 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 For my recommendation, I gonna recommend and uh, this is kind of cheating because it just came out in January uh, my 2024 movie of the year Godzilla (laughs) minus one (laughs) minus color
0: (laughs) (laughs) Godzilla making an early push for the waggies this year
3: early push (laughs)
2: for the waggies an early but Uh, not unwelcome push (laughs)
3: exactly Godzilla's
0: going over huge in our company
3: It's already been said, this is a masterpiece of a film. And in my opinion, it's even better in black and white. It's such a shame that it's only here in the U.S. for one week and most of the world won't get to see it in theaters. I'm hoping that when the home releases come out, they include the black and white version because it's it's just so beautiful. They really should. Yeah. Very I tragic. Really, <laughs> really, really hope. Uh, can I just say... I really do
2: love this this precedent of 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 new movies making black and white versions. Yes, like like I really do like it how much it's becoming just a
3: thing. <laughs> oh, and also speaking of which, uh, as a time of this recording, it has been nominated for visual effects in the Oscars. So, and if it doesn't the win, first I, it I film... am. <laughs> Yeah.
0: If it if it doesn't win, then like we're like we're we're just like yeah. we're
3: we've like, failed as a
1: society. I'm just oh no, mm-hmm. Hollywood has failed as a society. Would you know what? Definitely. Yeah, but we
0: all. I'm know, actually. Hollywood I would actually be glad if cringe.
1: Hollywood collapsed. If I'm perfectly
0: honest.
3: <laughs> you know what, real. We, we all
0: know. We all know Hollywood is cringe.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> just. Oh we all
1: know. God. We all know that actually, where it stands is Bollywood. But you know.
3: <laughs> and, and, I mean, you know, just. Just for my Marvel nights, I just want to give a quick shout out to my my family, my Daredevil Born Again family, for finally going on the right track.
1: Oh, I'm so glad that they're bringing the guys back.
3: Yeah,
2: you know, like you know, I really do hope. I, you know what, like I really hope that's good. That's all I'm going to say. I really hope it's good. Um,
3: uh, they're, they're filming in New York. Uh, they were filming yesterday and. My my best friend from high school just happened to be working like two blocks away, so he got to see some of the filming, which is awesome. <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, awesome. those are recommendations.
1: Lovely, lovely stuff, and I'm glad that we can end this on a more positive note, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, this yeah, week... you know,
2: you know what? In all seriousness, I will say for um for our listeners, like. It's been a rough day to be a wrestling fan. I know that's not nearly the important thing, but it it has been. I think it's important to acknowledge. So I just want to say this outright. It might need to be said. There are other things other than wrestling. Maybe go to to that other thing that you like for a bit. Take a break. If you need to take a break, please do. It is unbelievably understandable. Just, just, do it. Like, seriously. I think I am gonna like I might play some Mario Kart. I've been playing some Mario Kart for a for a bit. I might continue on doing that. Who knows? There is more to life than wrestling. If you if you Absolutely. need to do it, or or dare I say even need to leave, do it.
1: Read a book. To Listen to an album. Don't yeah. yeah. touch grass. I mean, no, no, like <laughs> not as in an offensive way, but literally, go. do go touch some grass.
2: Do do touch up. Ra- Listen to justice,
1: it'll get, make you feel better. Get yourself something outside of us. Get a clue. Oh man, you know? not, yeah, yeah, screw it. No, I'm gonna say that to watch the... <laughs> go watch mm-hmm. no, uh, Gonzilla. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, like, oh.
0: Batista. like lunch boxes or something.
1: No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't believe he collects lunchboxes. Dave Batista of all people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alrighty. I reckon that is that is a good good enough time to end it there. Um next episode we are gonna be back with our regularly scheduled programming. And uh, gentlemen, um uh, I'm so happy that I get to say this. We're gonna do a, a little retrospective on the man, the myth, the legend, Yoshihiro Tajiri. <laughs> Yes. yes. You already know. <laughs> uh, from, his at me- uh, from his days at Michinoku Pro leading up to ECW and eventually his time and turn in WWE with a little stopgap to Hustle as well because screw it we need to talk more about Hustle baby we do need to talk
0: more about Hustle
1: we also Mm -hmm. need to talk about that time where they spelt in WWF they spelt his name as Tijari but we will get there uh, eventually (laughs)
0: spelling's difficult
1: Uh, I still need to find that goddamn image I know it exists, that still of Tijari (laughs) Sam, don't
0: worry I'll be able to find it
1: thank you Dan. Thank you, Dan. That is coming up on the next episode. Until then, I have been Sam. This has been Reardon, Dan, and Melee Hellbot. You've been listening to the Sweet Chin podcast. We'll see you as always on the next one. Bye, everybody. bye
3: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.